0: This call is now being recorded.
1: Good morning hey good morning, Jerry. How are you doing today? oh i can't complain good
0: I can't complain the uh the last half of the summer just it seems to speed up somehow i don't I don't get it
1: <laughs> i get it i know I know what you're saying i, I can't believe that uh i mean this was actually the longest summer you could have between uh, Memorial Day and Labor Day. It had an extra week in it because of the way that on the calendar, but it still just flew
0: it did it did and and the last part of it with uh with everything just kept piling on more and more more and more activities with little guys and just trying to make it as fun and as' as many learning opportunities as humanly possible and we went crazy,
1: yeah, I've seen all those on uh, as you posted and everything susan and i we we went to the uh pharmacy and they had the they had the flu shots available so after I got my flu shot yesterday, my 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 bones weren't feeling so good. I was feeling hot, but I I feel good today. All right.
0: Yeah, I haven't I haven't had mine yet, but it's coming. I'm kind of waiting until the new job kicks in with the new insurance and all that stuff before I start accruing any medical or dental expenses. I'm blowing off the dentist too right now. I'm like I don't want any bills.
1: Yeah, that's what. Yeah, I had, I talked to my doctor earlier this year. I said I'm due for a colonoscopy uh, next May. But I said I go on uh, Medicare in July. I say we'll put it off for two more months or three months. So, uh, you know, Medicare pay for most of it instead of me.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a 1000 bucks for sure. Yeah. For sure. Well, you know, I'm hoping that next week me and the little guys can at least get one night over there on the Starfield again with you guys. You're, you're, you're heading back down again for, for another new moon, huh?
1: Yeah, we're um we're going to see some friends uh, on Saturday and head up on Sunday, but the weather doesn't really look uh conducive Sunday or maybe even not even Monday, but uh I think later in the week uh it, it might uh give me a good night or so. Tuesday looks promising right now, but that's like, you know, forecasting a hurricane 15 days from now. <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah no all, all, all those that chaos theory you, you can throw out the window after three days. You never know. Even day to day up there, you can't tell what's going to happen.
0: Oh no doubt, I mean, it really is. It's so different, and then and uh, yeah, I, I, the earliest for us, real. I mean, we could probably force Monday night, but it would be a late, late start, like a three thirty, four o'clock. Yeah. Roll out of time thing because I've got an interview lined up at one thirty. Yeah. And then
1: no. Um, I think later on in the week, later on the week might be better for a night or so. You know, that's
0: what I'm thinking. Like either Tuesday or Wednesday. Uh, I don't know if we'll do a 1-E or a 2-E because I'll have the twins with me, and they're they're okay. But I still haven't. I need to do a little better research on where a playground is something they'd be interested in in the, in the daytime because we we had a flop there last time. That's what I had to leave a night early. Right. Well, anyways,
1: um, talking about that, I, I do have some goals, but I'm going to have a lot of nights to take care of a couple goals. I do want to try and get a, a uh, some, you know, test on that M33 and, uh you know Andromeda Galaxy too. Uh, hopefully, get some a better shot. And then, as as a, every every month, the the other objects come up about two hours earlier than uh, before, like. Uh, Orion Nebula would come in uh, four hours earlier earlier than it did in uh, July. So, oh, really? uh, so you know, stuff that's coming up at uh, right when the sun's coming up in July are now available. You know, like three o'clock in the morning, uh, like the Orion, which is now opposite. As you're looking out toward the, the galactic center, you're looking toward the, the other end of the of the. Uh, Galaxy looking toward the uh, the opposite side there now.
0: So on the star field, just in in July, where we first saw early in the evening, the uh, Jupiter and Saturn to the left, and then the moon was kind of uh, on the far right. Yeah, that direction is the center of the uh, of the galaxy. Is it? Yeah, r-
1: yeah, right where you were looking at Jupiter. It's it's a little bit just just a little bit to the right of that the galactic center. They consider the the constellation um, Sagittarius being the center of uh, the Milky Way bulge. You know, in the in the, not only the galactic plane but also in the in the solar system uh, as we travel through the zodiac. Uh, the constellation Sagittarius lies right toward the galactic center. So, and we can see that, you know. When, when you see the picture that I showed you, the brightest part of the Milky Way uh, that you can see in the picture is the galactic center. And just slightly to the left was Jupiter. And then just slightly left of, of Jupiter was Saturn. Oh. oh.
0: I have to relook at the image. I'm out I'm of I'm my pocket right now out walking. So I, uh, I'll have to relook at that again. I've been – are Andromeda and, and M33, those two close, closer or observable galaxies, are they more or less the same shape as ours? Are they the same?
1: Uh, well, yes. They're uh, what they call uh, barred spiral galaxies on their own. Yes, they're, they're uh, basically the same type of – they classify these different galaxies uh, – either uh, elliptical, or giant ellipticals, or, uh, you know, uh, also barred spirals or spiral galaxies. Those, But eventually, once, you know, those spiral galaxies form and merge, they become elliptical. But even then, their shapes are only temporary, cause, but they're so huge that you can't really tell what their shapes are going to be. Because you always see a snapshot, you know, of what it looks like. But they they do use um, the Doppler shift. They can see which directions the uh, galaxy arm is spinning away toward you, and uh, and uh, in blue shifted, there would be uh, that galaxy arm is coming toward you. And uh, what they found uh, was, which was interesting, is how they decided that there, there must be something called dark matter is because these stars were not traveling in their orbits at a speed like our planets do. Our planets are all dependent on their size and their mass. And and as as they go around the sun, you can calculate the the speed of the orbit and all that. But these, these stars in the galaxies were all kind of floating uniformly, and there didn't seem to be enough mass for these galaxy motions to to be you know figured out, so they said that something like eighty or ninety percent of the mass in the in the galaxies is dark, so that was why some of these stars that were you know moving out at the same speed as some of the stars in the inner solar system was there, there's only one way they could figure this out, and that was. To add more mass that wasn't there visually so so they consider most of the mass in the universe is in the halo, which is north and south of the galactic plane in a in a different direction so
0: so, so when you're saying the galactic plane like if uh because that's one of the things last time we were on the star field, the idea that if you could get far enough out and look at at our uh, galaxy, it would look like uh Flat record, like a like a like a vinyl record with a ball in the middle of it type
1: thing. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. I could I could uh, I could actually you know give you some examples and and you can look them up. Wikipedia pictures of some of the different different galaxies, uh, what they look like from different directions because they're not they're not all pointing at at us. in the same direction, uh, like M33, the one that you, were, that you saw a good picture of the other day, that's a yeah. spiral galaxy that's face on, and they call that the Pinwheel Galaxy because of the way it's oriented toward us. Now, you, you take like the uh, Centaurus. There's a galaxy, I think it's called Centaurus A, or a Sombrero Galaxy. It's flat. It looks like just like a big thin, you know, tortilla. You know, from a distance, right. it just flat. You know, it all depends on the orientation. Uh, and then some galaxies, it doesn't matter what direction you're looking at them because they they look like a big fuzzy ball, like M87. Oh, yeah. M87 is is a is one of the largest uh, galaxies within you know 100 light years away from us, or not 100 light years, a hundred million light years away from us. Oh. Huh. So, so, so we've got, uh, so, you know,
0: this is something I'm still trying to digest all this stuff. Like, Andromeda, M31 is Andromeda, correct? And M33? Yes, is that's right, that, that's that's right. Okay. And M33 is Triangulum. And those are not necessarily the closest galaxies, they're just ones that, for whatever reason, have properties that allow us to see them. From Earth. Well, yeah, there,
1: there, there are a couple of so-called uh, satellite galaxies of the Milky Way that are already entangled with us, um, but they're separate galaxies in themselves. That they call one of them called the Large Magellanic Cloud, which I think the uh, the uh, the one explorer Magellan was able to see when he got below the equator. You know, and they did his circum. Uh, navigation around the Earth. When they went to the Southern Hemisphere, they saw these two objects. One's called the Large Magellanic, well they call it the Magellanic Cloud. They didn't call it then that, but uh, they just looked like a fuzzy ball. That's a that's a galaxy in its own right, and s- same way as uh, as uh, the the large and the small Magellanic clouds. Matter of fact, the the last supernova that uh, was naked eye that was uh, that we could see from Earth with the naked eye was in the Large Magellanic Cloud, as they called SN 1987A, which is a supernova that was light, light enough to see during the during nighttime that they couldn't see before. See, most of the stars that you or actually all the stars that you really see in the night sky are in our own galaxy. You don't really see, you don't really see individual stars without some type of e- equipment, special equipment, uh, that's outside our galaxy. So all the, the stars that you see, if you see 10,000 stars, they're all in our galaxy. If you see 100,000, they're all in our galaxy. But, uh, so I, I laugh with, with that.
0: We're just kind of sitting out on one of these one of these stars. It's not particularly the largest or the smallest. It's just kind of an average-sized star out in the mm-hmm. middle of one of these arms of this giant swirling
1: hurricane. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, that's just that's what, that, that's just so, so amazing. So when when you're just kind of getting that perspective, it's it's um it's yeah, it's so easy to kind of think that. We have our solar system here, and then when we look out towards the sun, we're kind of you know our mind kind of wants to say that's the center, right? And it's,
1: yeah. it's
0: not. It's just, it's just one of what millions, billions in, in the in the Milky Way galaxy. Is it, you're talking probably? Yeah, well,
1: yeah, I get, you know the the, the the census the census of the uh, of the Milky Way is a, is a, an unknown quantity, of course. I mean, you you they do sure. they think they understand how much mass is involved, but the, you know there's. Since the year 2000, which I kind of find this is kind of amazing, is you know in the in the year 2000, which is only 20 years ago, and we've already put men on the moon 50 years ago, that we said okay, there's something like 200 stars within 10 parsecs, which is like 32 light years. So in all directions, they thought there was like 200 stars in that area, in this uh. big bubble. Now yeah. okay. there's almost, almost double, double. There's yeah. almost double that many stars that they've discovered uh, since oh. the year two thousand. So there's like almost four hundred stars that now that was practically invisible before. And not only have they discovered these two hundred more stars, but in the meantime they've discovered ninety three planets, exoplanets as they call them, because they're not in our star system. So there's like 93 planets that have been discovered within 10 parsecs. Now, so far that population of census taken, there's over 4,300 exoplanets already discovered. So, you know, that that just tells you that uh, not only is the galaxy polluted with hundreds of billions of stars, but you hundreds and billions of planets.
0: Wow, so within ten parsecs, do you think there's four order of magnitude four thousand uh
1: exoplanets there's, at this time you, you said like uh, no, Well, ar- uh, forty three hundred have been discovered so far so far t- in total, but ninety three of them have been discovered within ten parsecs
0: wow so i'm so I'm drawing by of the hands let's see if I got this right so our star, our star our solar system our star. If I drew like a sphere, I'm kind of waving my arms around as I'm walking, within 10 parsecs, a radius of 10 parsecs on either side of me, this, this bubble around me, there's 400 that we've seen already and can account for stars, most of which seem to have planets revolving around 10 yeah. stars.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: And that's on one little little wisp of clouds on this hurricane of this one this one Milky Way galaxy.
1: Correct, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I, you know... God, I, I can repeat that phrase or that concept in some way every single day and still yeah. be equally in awe of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. What the fuck are we doing as humans? Why are we about to tear ourselves apart? What the hell's wrong with us if we can't understand that fundamental reality? that <laughs> We we don't need to be told I... that. I don't know.
1: It's, it, 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 I think it's something to do with the, the evolution of the survival gene. You know, we're always constantly at war, trying to find a way to survive. I don't know. It's just uh, that's the question we got to get overcome. Is can we overcome those those evolutionary um, weaknesses that we needed at one time? Yes. Yes.
0: Uh, you well, know, Eddie, it's, it, it is it is an interesting time because uh, just yesterday, I, I think I maybe gave you a snippet when I had to move the time around again. Thank you for your patience, by the way, on that. No um, problem. We, we hatched this plan. I, I I heard just in passing someone say that there was a second nuclear power plant nearby. So I, oh, okay. I, I got, I got, yeah, I got around to Googling it like, um, oh, I don't know. 10, like nine ten o'clock the night before that we were going to do yesterday, so it was whatever. I'm lost track of the days. Today is Wednesday, so this was been Monday night. So Monday night I googled it up and like, holy shit, that's right in Oswego, you know, right there yeah. an hour drive. And I, I I didn't even get to the part where where I found it was not the same design as the one near us. There's one about 15 minutes up the road from me here called Ganey, right, owned by called Exelon, which I'm sure. You know, bought them within the last 10 years as a private equity, you know, one of these big piles of money thing, kind of like the railroad stuff. You know, everybody, they switch hands and put a fancy sign out front, but it's the same shit that's been there since the 50s. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so this one had cooling towers, though. It's a totally different design. I don't I don't know if in the guts of it, if the reactor is different, but the the, the the facility looks much larger than the one near me. The one in Oh, okay. Yeah, much larger. It looks like twice as big. I don't know if their capacity is. I haven't looked at the stats yet. But my the point of bringing that up in the context of, you know, the the perspective of the universe and humans being at this kind of this evolutionary phase where we're very, very dangerous. To, you know We're probably more dangerous now than we've ever been before for a number of reasons. And then I look at this stuff that is right here in my backyard. Right. Holy, you know, we figured out how to generate, we as a species, I figured out how to generate electricity using fission, Nuclear power, a fission nuclear process. Uh, This was research that was kind of, I guess, got its legs in the 20s and 30s, and then had some brief interruptions in the 40s, but obviously kept going because we used nuclear weapons in 45. Right. And bam, 10 years later, in the mid-50s, we've got nuclear power plants dotting the landscape, and those things are still running today in 2020. In fact the guy yesterday yeah. like, yeah. I
1: know that some I know some of them have been decommissioned do you know that uh one there was one in uh, Vermont at Vernon uh uh there was a nuclear power plant uh, that everybody had a a problem with and it was shut down I'm not sure if it's back up and running yet
0: I remember that one having problems I remember when I with the years I lived up there uh, 2004 to 2008 Yes, I, remember, I want to say that that almost had an accident. It was something was shaking or something vibrating. I, I can't remember yeah, details, but I
1: remember
0: right. scared me. A bit. Like, man, what, what the hell,
1: you know? And, uh,
0: so, well, so Susan,
1: yeah, you know, you know, Susan was right there, right across the river, and TMI happened in uh, I think nineteen seventy nine. There wow. in uh, right there, just south of Harrisburg, wow. you know. So this is a scary thing. But, you know, you're going to jump and hopefully, you know, look the other direction and say, you know, fusion power is really the long-term solution for a lot of – I mean, it's not going to take away cars and everything, but it's definitely, you know, something that I think needs more research and more development, you know. I I look at – you know, I love all the space telescopes, and I love all – you know, the, the, the particle accelerators in CERN and the United States with the Hadron Collider and all that stuff. But if they would just put that kind of effort to, to get infusion off the ground, I heard Bill Gates put a whole bunch of money toward it. Um and then, um uh, the federal government, uh, pushed like 50, is pushing 50 million toward research and development. But that just seems like a drop in the bucket for the potential of, But how much money is being spent in other ways. And that – I don't know if there's competing interests, you know, oil companies or, or what, but it just seems like if it's politics or – uh it just seems like it's – the progress is so slow when it doesn't I have agree. to be. No, I agree.
0: I think it- – that's kind of why I uh, uh, wanted to kind of get into the subject for the first time with you today. And if I put it on a on a calendar, saying okay, let's talk about that, it puts a little fire under me to cut through everything else I got going on in my life. And I know you've got lots of things you're juggling too. To like, okay, no, 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 I, I want to spend some time on that topic. I know. Um, I, I mean,
1: I, I was trying to get some background to the politics of the. You know, I hear them talking about the Green New Deal. But I, I was trying to skim through that. I didn't see anything about nuclear. I didn't really see anything about uh, the fusion. It's almost like okay, really they're they're pushing uh, a political agenda and not a real research and, and really looking at energy as a, as a solution. I mean, or or yeah, or uh, it's frustrating because you know when you do talk to them, they want to talk about the TVA, which is the Tennessee Valley Authority and how that got pushed back in the 20s and 30s and I didn't even realize this until today that the guy that was against uh the that government takeover of the energy and uh, that that section was uh, Richard Wilkie or Wilkie, the one that ran against uh, uh 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 Roosevelt back in the 30s he ran for president and lost but he he was uh they he was a uh, he was uh, a a uh, uh, a, not an advocate. He was an a adversary of the TBA. And now, when you, everybody was praising the TBA all those years, really nothing more than a government bureaucracy today that has all kinds of issues running their coal plants, and their nuclear power, and their dams. They they're getting sued every other day, and and the government just is not the right entity to handle such a, a, a large private or or consortium of of I mean, they're basically got a, a monopoly in that area on energy.
0: Yeah, I'm wondering how much I grew up of that energy. I wonder how much power in in, in cities like Atlanta come out of some process that's TVA related. Because
1: yeah, you
0: know, I, I, I'm curious about that because it's not far at all. And I, you know, I know I don't think places like Huntsville, Alabama, are by mistake. I think that you know parts of those places became became hubs of technology because of access to basically unlimited power for a while. I might yeah, I was just playing the uh, assumption out
1: there. <laughs> I say uh, t- today the TBA is still the largest public utility and one of the largest electric providers in the United States, and has faced uh, a bunch of federal lawsuits for their handling of coal ash. I guess they had a dam break and hundreds of millions of square or acres were destroyed with all this ash and slurry, you know. Um yeah. Yeah, I see where there you know, Georgia's also has a piece got a piece into that, yeah. Yeah,
0: I yeah. I, you know, again to to the point about the evolution of the species, I, I we seem so short term and you're I haven't even flipped through the Green New Deal, but I already you know, I've I've been Spatting with somebody else about that because I, I I just smell what that really is and that especially after finishing these three books I just finished that you know, I got into I went out of my way to try to understand what are these talks people talk about with dark money and the Koch brothers why are these guys the villains you know like all, and why are yeah. people talk about this shit so much and I get it now and I and I see I understand <laughs> it's it's complicated though because I want <laughs> to very much sympathizes with Kochs because that's the formula to get shit done. But, mm-hmm. uh, but when you look at the Green New Deal, that is yeah. the opposition to those people because those people they're not exclusively funded with fossil fuels, but it was historically their root uh income generator and yeah. it's half fragment two different things. But long story short, if you like life today, then you like coke, whether you like it or not. You know, yeah. you kind of like that you can simplify it like that. If you, is it like, if you yeah. Yep. Yeah. And if you want something new, then, yeah, let's start talking about things like fusion and stuff like that. And let's not just automatically throw a blank check to the other side and say Green New Deal because I smell a rat over there. I think
1: yeah, I, absolutely.
0: Uh, endless endless lawsuits, endless bullshit, endless things. And at the end of the day, this country, I, I, I get really irritated with that with people because they have such hatred for, I'm just going to say it blanketly, there seems to be such hatred of both sides, be it Democrats hating on Republicans uh, who obviously yeah. are headed by Trump right now or Republicans hating on Democrats, calling them, you know, libtards and libweenies and this, this that, and the other. Yeah. But neither side is smart enough to get their head out of their ass and be like, well, what are we trying to do here, guys? We, no, this country, needs ginormous amounts of energy. And, you oh, know, by the way, our competitors are not fucking strolling around playing tickle dick, part my
1: friend. No, they're, no, they're I, 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 yeah, <laughs> I know. You would, you would think that, that, that you would have, you know, if you, if you creating fusion energy, you know, think of all the other other jobs that could be created in production, manufacturing for parts, because you, one plant's not going to satisfy the world's needs. You're going to need to build a bunch of these, you know? I mean, yes.
0: yes, absolutely. And to your point about who's got their fingers in the pot... What little bit I've done, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm glad we're putting this on tape now, because we keep building on this on this house and hammering on this till we, you know, can become semi-intelligent on this matter. But there are hands in the pot. Like I, about 10 years ago, I guess Lockheed Martin said, "Hey, we're going to make we're, we're going to be first to the game of a small fusion reactor, reactor." Yeah. And on on their website, it's like science fiction. It, it blew my mind. They're like, "Yeah, no, we're, we're planning to have this thing be small enough." And portable enough to actually fuel jet with it. We're gonna we're gonna use this to power military equipment and stuff. And oh okay, and, and I mean, crazy. Yeah, it's on their website. It's like whoa. Okay. They, they, <laughs> and, and there's been critics saying that's that's la la land. That's not gonna work. And then the other extreme I uncovered was because you know some folks maybe don't know that fusion is a thing. They might think it's like complete science fantasy. Yeah. Well, apparently, Oak Ridge has a huge construction project right now that's three-quarters done. It's massive. Okay. I saw some pictures of, and they're doing one in France, too. And I'm trying to make sure I understand all the details of who's doing what, but there's at least two big projects that look like I saw pictures of last night, and these are huge facilities, all brand new. I think they both use uh, – is it Tokamak? Is that the pronunciation? Yeah, pronounce that's right. Station? Tokamak, yeah, I-T-E-R, yeah. yeah. Yep, and they are – they are – I-T-E-R is, I guess, another – uh I got a little confused there. If that's the agency or if that's just the technology, but that—that that is the main thing that they're using, the International National yeah. Thermonuclear Experiment Reactor. Yeah. Yeah. And so, well, you know, I'll clean up anything that I get wrong with that. You know, in sure. Uh, in error, correct, but it, it seems to be. The well, confusion. I'm just—I'm
1: uh, an—I'm an infant. I mean, I've—you know—I'm an infant when it comes to the pol- uh, the politics and. Uh, the people involved, but I've always knew that the, well, I wouldn't say always knew, but I, for 40 years I've always thought, man, this is the way to go, but it never conceived of all the obstacles and all the, all the bureaucracy involved with you working together with other countries. But It seems to me that a lot of stuff does get done with partnerships. I mean, you got yep. those space telescopes. You got the uh, you got the the all the, the international ESO over there in Chile with all those telescopes being created. It can be done, you know. Yeah. Yes, yes, I,
0: I I agree, and we should and we should have it at least as a valid, uh, strong pillar. It doesn't have to be the the uh, monopolist or you know be the only one getting funded. I, you know, if, if yep. lucky partner or a private company can can get there faster, awesome. If Coke Enterprises can get there faster.
1: Good. Yes, they can. <laughs> you know? Yeah.
0: But see, right now the game we're playing is let's uh, have a left shift in politics. Let's get folks like AOC in the office who very much, you know, is a, she's not the only, but she's the poster child of the Green New Deal. And let's go after Let's defang right the octopus. That kind of mentality. And it's like, come on, man. I mean, I, I just like I said, I just read the books. I'm supposed to think they're the boogeyman. And all I read was they go into broken refineries with bad union deals and they fix it. And then they're cranking yeah. out stuff. They, they they hire brain power to understand markets at such a detailed level that they can make smart trades all the time. and can kind of always win a trade. They're always yeah. looking for the best. Use. So, so I'm like, what's wrong here? know, I'm like saying – the only thing I see wrong with it is that they're very much by the bootstraps people. And I know that you and I and our friends, and in, you know nothing the 98%, no matter what we do, we're not going to go out and be able to build an oil refinery. For one, you wouldn't even yeah. need get a permit. You know what I mean? So you – so you can't be all bootstraps only because most of the good shit's already been bought. There's owned. <laughs> you know, it's kind of it's yeah. a little bit over-simplistic, but it's kind of like it can't be all that. But you want to preserve the bulk of that DNA because it gets shit done. So you know,
1: I, I look at uh, as a model. I look at uh, you know when you talk about uh, you know overreach, federal overreach. I see that for, for our, the industry that I worked in uh, the railroad industry you know you had the apex of this industry back in the, in the teens the 1920s and and yet you know with all the regulation and all the things that tied each little company with their I mean it kind of reminds me of of, of, of airlines trying to keep a flight open between uh, Salt Lake City and uh, you know Boise or something that doesn't have the traffic you know it's like you 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 had all these regulations that were hampering railroads and cl- cr- clearly created bankruptcy with all the Northeast uh, railroads, you know. And until yeah. so they were able to to re-regulate with the Staggers Act and and get, and get better pricing and, and give the, these companies more more uh, flexibility and, and to to move faster, you know. Yeah. Before before they were able to. Uh, be profitable, and then they were able to keep these lines going. But the railroads were very much needed, whether you agree with it today or not. I mean, they had to move all that coal, and uh, all the heavy industry depended on bulk commodities, you know, to move absolutely.
0: Still, Still do today. I mean, the containerization of the world's commerce, which is, you know, Uh, You could throw a safety net and call it 50% at least, but I'd say it's closer to 75% of the things we consume come over or are transported in a container box at some point. Whether they originate China in a container box and get on a train. But, yeah, you still need that stuff. And to your point, when I'm over here filming, like this summer I've been able to do – there's a train spotting location in Fairport, New York which is really, really nice, and they—they they, it's its made to be there. They put a shelter up, piped in the radio, so you're allowed to be there and film and safe.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And, it's, you know, it's allowed us to go spend a lot of time watching these trains. And I can tell you, I challenge anyone to say that railroading has ever been as good in the United States as it is right this minute. And it took cool. change the laws, change the regulation. You had to let people make money doing it. And yep. you had to have the much hated Hunter Harrison types. You had to have people coming in there, cutting the bullshit. That's the other layer of things. Be it we're talking science or anything else. You got to have somebody coming in with some leadership and saying, "We well, don't. You know we don't need double track. We don't need all these assets. We don't need customers that can yeah. say, move five cars. Let's let's create a short line industry to do those guys. We only want to move fast stuff and big cuts and stuff like that. And people hated that guy, but you know what? It was necessary. You need that. You got it to where it is now. Yeah. And now thing makes money, and it runs right, it's maintained. I see them doing maintenance away all the time out here.
1: Right. All the time. Absolutely. You know? So,
0: you know, and it's for, so for science, like the fusion, yeah, I want I want government to be a competitor out there. I want government, ideally, to be trying to get the smartest people on their team and yeah. leading by example and, and like saying, oh, look what we got. We did it this way. Look what we got. And, and But industry, you know, if industry can find a niche or do it faster or do it better or do it with half the people, good.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right.
0: So I, you know, and, that, and that's another thing. It's so, it's so poisonous right now. But the country did always have a public-private partnership. And you yeah. last night, I, I watched this this documentary last night, Manny, on the 1893 Chicago World Fair.
1: Oh, okay. I remember. I remember a lot of uh, a lot about that. I mean, uh, I, I mean, when I was a kid, when I was a kid, I remember reading about that. Was that the one the fair where they brought in? Uh, all the new sciences and displayed all the, the uh, all the um, possibilities of the future, or was, or is that, yeah, that was, you
0: know? for sure it was a, it was a, it was done. See, nowadays this would be highly controversial, but it was done and bidded for by many cities. And Chicago at the time was on fire. They had they had a lot going for it, and so people put a lot of money in it. They had a guy get a license to create the fair, and they bid for it and won it. And it was the Columbus, Christopher Columbus. 400-year anniversary was the oh, okay. kind of main driver. And, of course, that's a very controversial thing to say now, but back then, to the point of the, the public-private partnerships, back then, it was like full steam ahead. This is a humanity thing, and yeah. you know, humanity came west, and humanity's built this amazing thing, and we're just getting on fire. And, and yes, um, they had... Nikola Tesla and Westinghouse, I guess he was with at the time, wired this right. place up for electricity. So in 1893, this place was lit up like a freaking candle. It was, yeah, uh, that's
1: right. I remember reading about it.
0: Yeah, it was it was cool, and I didn't know what it was, but people would literally they it was originally because of our blue laws, and we once were a nation that went to church. Uh, you yeah. Know, closed on Sunday, and people protested. Even back in 1893, they said no. You know, us working stiffs can only get one day off a week. If Sunday, yeah. we want to go to the fucking fair. And it was fifty cents, which was fourteen dollars in today's money, to go to the thing. And it, dude, it was awesome. And my what it was, is like, humans were a not bickering and suing each other. And oh, oh, you spilled coal ash. Let's take all your, let's 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 cripple you financially with a huge lawsuit. You know, blah blah. blah. No, no, no. It was all like, fuck, that sucks. Let's do that better next yeah. time. Uh, you know, and like you know, and just keep moving forward. And you know, he, you human progress was on fire back then. I I, I, didn't, yeah. I, I always move my timeline back. I'm like, last, the last 400 years are, are just absolutely mind blowing. How much shit we've done. Yeah, had it, with is. <laughs> you know? it is. It is. It is. It's another one of those perspective inflection points for me. It's like the astronomical thing. And, and I've been following this guy David Christian. He he likes to do big history as as he calls all this. But he like, you start with an astronomical reality. And you almost get to meditate right there. You're like yeah, Okay, man, this is I'm I'm relaxed, you know, this is like amazing. And then as you come in closer, you get to like the last four or five hundred years and it's just unbelievable how much it's just exploded and it continues to yeah. be faster and faster. But um so get back to the fair, I, I what I noticed was and it was only a twenty minute little cheesy documentary, it wasn't anything great, but Chicago went from literally being like three houses and a little muddy area where people could trans, you know, could carry the boats from the lake area uh uh-huh. the river system to being this bohemian within like you know, 100 years. It was like unbelievable. And then they're right. hosting this fair, it was, like, it was like 700 acres. It was huge. And, um, oh,
1: okay.
0: Yeah, it just showcased all this human technology, all this human potential. Um, people from all around the world came. You had nations build their pavilions so it could like show their stuff, and, like, it was in like yeah. the spirit of human progress is really what it was, and that was the game, and nobody – there was no shame in that game, and then today, fast forward to 2020, there's shame in all these games. People have a problem. I know. Yeah. They think yeah. they're killing the planet and this and that. Like, I, I'm so sick of that, that people want to say – hide under the veil of saving the environment and completely cripple econo- the economic engine, and right. I just think that's folly. It's It's very – you can have – Dude, I'm walking past the fucking lush forest of trees, a beautiful park right now in upstate New York.
1: <laughs> it's
0: just, and it's, it's, you're just it's, it's just literally over here.
1: <laughs> you got the one when, one one group that they're all all about security and you, you, you envision a world where everybody's in this little individual cell, you know, with no liberty and 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 yet all this economic prosperity that you're talking about is what really makes life worth living instead of sitting in uh, the matrix, sitting in there, you know, uh, in a prison cell. I mean, it seems like, you know, it's all about safety and all about, uh, you know, the environment. But you're turning your, everybody into, uh, you know, prison inmates because you don't. Nobody's going to have anything.
0: Yeah, yeah. And another thing is, is I have a real problem with people saying. That industry equals ecological disaster because I think it's pretty clear to my eyes since seventy one when I was born that the the that the environment is not trending down to the sewer. True. No, Here, you could kind of sell me on that, and and you know maybe emissions and stuff like that we need to look at, which we already actually are, and maybe we need to farm different. I get it, but I would say that no, I would say that even the captains of the highest pillars of industry are not out to rape and pillage the environment. They're, that's not the no. game. No, it's not. To, yeah, so I just don't buy it. You know, I think it's, I think it's bad, and it leads us to a bad place. I, I, I want to see it. I always call it preserve and enhance the status quo. That's kind of what I'm yeah. ultimately trying to say about a lot of things. Is like let's appreciate what we've got, and, and honor, and, and really make sure that we know enough about the history to kind of stand in awe of it. You know, and like realize that we are standing on the shoulder of giants, so to speak. Sure. And then, and then let's just be, be bold. And clear-headed enough to be like, what do we want out of this next? Well, yeah, let's let's see if we can do Industry 4.0 and have human humans largely be free of the drudgery of a 40-hour work week. Let's see if we can get that to 20 hours this, this next cycle, you know, so we can right. have more time with our families and more time to do whatever the fuck we want, you know.
1: Yeah. And two, <laughs> yeah.
0: You know? Yeah. And let's fix the financial stuff. Let's make. I want to lube that deal too. Let's make it where people aren't constantly stressed out about money all the time because that's a that's an easy one too. And I think you get yeah. there by doing things like fusion. If you got fusion, making basically energy unlimited for everybody and safe. Like you don't have a right. nuclear weight storage problem and all that stuff that comes with it in these meltdown scenarios. I mean around here if one of these things goes down, you're gonna have this huge chunk of upstate New York that'll be like, you know, the area in Ukraine, you know, uninhabitable. That that would be
1: terrible. Yeah. You know? Right. So
0: I don't know, you get fusion, so all of a sudden you get this wild card coming in out of nowhere. That this lubes the entire deal. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, right. So why are we not? You know, again, why why, why are, I I want humans to start kind of pushing that a lot more. If we if we all just if it all just starts with us using our phones to stop talking about Trump and Biden and all this shit and riots and all this mess and like, why don't you look up fusion? Oh, I didn't know they had that. I didn't know there were ten companies doing that. I didn't know there was, <laughs> you know, what I mean, I didn't know that people were in that game seriously for a while. And yeah. Like some people are. Another thing, man, because I do this too, my trap myself. You'd be like, oh, you know, I'm not smart enough for that, or I'm too old for that, or I'm too this. Bullshit. The species only started getting serious about it in the twenties, which was a hundred years ago. That's nothing.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: No. <laughs> no. I could go on and on. It, i tell you where I get jealous, and I told my son this yesterday. I get a little bit jealous when I think about um, when we passed this reactor yesterday, I'm like Jacob. This thing, you're looking at this big factory thing, this huge 200-foot cooling tower, uh-huh. uh, generating power for this region. This literally came out of the mind of a human. Like they, they conceptualized this on notebook paper with like math equations. Started out yes. business, like that, you know what I mean, and they like, yeah. You know, and it literally, was like guys are like, I think it'll work, you know. They're, they're fucking smoking tobacco like crazy. Usually, they're like, you know, half of them were drinking half the time. They're like, you know, doing all the things that people say you can't do to be, pro- you know, be a valid human now. Like, and they're all doing it. you know, like, you know, even Einstein's puffing away like a motherfucker tobacco. <laughs> you know, well, you know
1: I like, know that with, you know sometimes when when when, when uh, people would go to Congress to testify about you know certain things like in the you know they they were wondering. uh uh, they were questioning what would be the benefit of, let's say, uh, uh, a particle collider or something like that in the said, in the, in the "Well, We don't know what is going to come through with this kind of technology and this research. But, you know, but so much has occurred and so much has grown out of things that nobody knew from the start what the potential was going to be.
0: Yeah. I, agree. I, agree. I, mean, I mean, I don't
1: yeah. think. Yeah, I don't think uh, when when uh, when Einstein was putting his equations on paper, he thought what this was going to lead to. He was one of the first people who thought that there was no way that nuclear weapons was ever even going to be created. But you yeah. know, they you don't know where you want to go until you try. Mhm. Hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. It's so. It's so. Uh it's so interesting. I mean, be, wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be such a fun, fun thing thing to play with. You take a, somebody like Einstein and take them in the truck with you, you know, and and drive them out to these nuclear plants and just let them. Hey, check this out. Remember that man yeah. you did a hundred years ago? <laughs> Look what it's doing right now, man. It's uh. But that was the other thing. Like like to, to get back real quick to the theme because there's just all the speed stock for me and, you know, uh, I had a friend of mine recently say so you sound angry, Jerry, and you you at your core. I think you, you know, you're angry, and I, I and I always push back on that because sometimes I even get that from my wife. She's like, "You just sound angry." Yeah. I think what it is, I, 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 don't think I'm angry. I don't see myself as angry. I mean, maybe I am at a deep psychological level that, you know, that, that, you know, whatever. Maybe it's so buried I can't see it, but I think it's more a fucking fiery passion, and most of it's fueled by what I think is just bad information, uh, in general, a kind of human laziness and stuff that I've seen myself and this absolute zero tolerance for bullshit right now. And like, right. Cause like we, cause we get caught up in these political things. Right. And everybody's like, no, the environment's dead. We got to have AOC in there and we got to fucking put Coke out of business. (laughs) I went to this this riverfront yesterday, Manny. And I saw what what blew my mind was, okay. So there's a Ganae power station in my neck of the woods. There's a shuttered coal factory over near the Kodak side of the town that's not burning, but it could be spun up if they needed for emergency power. Yeah. Over near uh, the mouth of the Oswego River, uh, about an hour east of here, we saw these humongous the, – the guy said it was 400-footers, uh, but I, I didn't measure them, but 400-foot uh, chimneys. And the guy from NRG, the grid company, National Grid, the, there were some dudes there, and we pulled over and started talking to them. And he's like, yeah, no, no, that's not, uh, I was like, is that nat gas? Is that used to be coal and it's nat gas? He's like, no, that's, uh, oil. They barge it in on the lake and burn oil there. They, they only use it during peak demand. And I was like, really? So, so there's three power plants there. Then on yeah. the way to the new, nu- to the new plant, I, I stumbled on a fourth, which definitely appeared to be natural gas. It was very, uh, very modern, clean looking. And then we get to the new plant. So there's five massive electrical power generation things. And let me tell you, the only pollution that I saw was, if you're going to call steam from the cooling tower of the the, the ladder nuke plant, if you call that yeah. pollution, then it's polluting. There was no pollution. There was no black smoke. There was no smell. Right. There was no nothing. Yeah. And it's generating a humongous chunk of electricity that probably half of it's going to New York City. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. You know, right. So, so I just don't buy half of it. I, I know we need to keep the feet to the fire. And have progress with have have a uh, enlightened progress, if you will but I, I think that is what it's always been. that's the thing I, I i think that people are not honest about. I think it has been tried to be enlightened progress you know? i i don't know hey i i I want us to get to a star trek future, but I don't think we get there when we just keep passing the ball to the team left <laughs> right, team, team,
1: team, yeah team i right. yeah i don't yeah I don't see that happening either maybe. Maybe we might get to maybe we might get to Mars, but after that that's a big problem uh for human uh exploration after that. hmm There's yeah. nowhere to really land uh, except for maybe on the moons of Jupiter. <laughs> I mean, that's
0: right.
1: You can't, you can't go to you can't go to Jupiter and Jupiter is is got so much uh electromagnetic uh radiation that that uh that's the reason why um that and the gravity pull on uh, that planet or the moon Io is the most vo- uh, volcanically active uh, object in the solar system. It's constantly freaking uh, on fire with volcanic eruptions. But uh, as you get closer to Jupiter, you, you'll find you'll have to overcome radiation. Um, but there are a couple planets out or a couple of moons that might have some promise though. Triton over there on Saturn and Europa and, and Callisto, uh, moons of Jupiter, maybe, but even then we're only talking five AU's away, five ten AU's, not literally tens of millions of uh, trillions of miles to uh, any other star. So, well, no, and that would be the other the other thing. Like
0: you know, I would love us to double down as a species, like literally, like like say today. Let's 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 pull as many human asses right out, you know heads out of their asses so we stop this Trump shit and this freaking B- Biden monarchy or Muslim yeah. versus Christian. Let's just cut that shit out for a minute and be like, okay, let's do fusion because we need power. We like our air conditioners, and let's just be honest about it. Nobody wants to live in the south with no air conditioning, you know.
1: Yeah. Nobody wants. To Nobody wants to live in the north without no heat, you know.
0: That's right. That's right. That's right. Fuck yeah! It's winter's coming here, it's six month winter. It's so easy for people to uh, you know, clap their fucking hands for Green New Deal. Like, no, no, leave my heat alone, and I don't want the bill to be $800 a month. I saw that in Vermont <laughs> yeah. a couple years ago. Remember that shit, the nitro gas spike? I don't know if you yeah. were on oil back then, but I I was, went from $100 a month to heat that little apartment a month to, I'm not even kidding you, $400 a month some month for that. It was unbelievable. Yeah,
1: you, you know, in uh, I had oil heat up there, and uh, I was spending um, – Three tankfuls a year is like um, $700 a tankful, you know, t- yeah. $2,000, and most of that was during those six months, you know, Yeah. so probably yeah, averaging 400 or $500 a month.
0: Yeah. It's silliness for people to uh, wane and wax about the politics of evil, of, of uh, the coax of the world, and how bad energy is and ExxonMobil should be we should kill 'em and, and 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 just go on and on and and then stop the honest about well,
1: you're not going to give up your heat. <laughs> you're not going to yeah. give up your your life. You know, short sightedness There's yeah. a short sighted argument uh you you can't even really waste your time with these people because you can't no. talk sense.
0: No, the thing and the and the reason I would be and I'm impassioned about it is its that, I refer to it as a fashionable leftism, and I've gotten criticism because I don't make comments about the right, but believe me, I got tons, tons of stuff on that I got major problems with. And right. Including the fact that I do think a lot of the talking points that a lot of people cling on to, when I meet a person who's major Trump supporter, like really into, they think they're really into Republicans, what I usually strip away, I find that, wait a minute, you're listening to that and that? Well I already know that they're affiliated with that coke dialogue that, that so you are tainted with dark money talking points and you don't even see it. You know what I mean? It's like Yeah. So but 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 fashionable leftism is classified as like people who get on this environment thing and they and they and they're, they post about bread on this, that, and the other. And I get it, man, we all want a good environment. I don't want plastic in the ocean and I don't want to fucking die for it either, you know? Right. But yep. But it, it's not that cut and dry, it's not that easy. You know? And, uh yeah, I just think it does, it starts with, with talks like this. I think that people need to spend more time realizing, like, okay, what do we want? What would be ideal? What would be better than this? And Fusion gets rid of all that pollution, all that danger, and, and then people be like, okay, well, what do I know about Fusion? Other than an article I read in Wired five years ago, you know, what do I really know about yeah. this? Who's in this game? And, of course, uh, uh, people on the left of the spectrum will be like, oh, Lockheed Martin's in the game, which they are. Oh I can't have that. They're the they're evil. They're the Republican you blah blah blah. Which is bullshit. I'm
1: getting I'm I'm getting I'm getting feedback in your uh in your uh voice oh, yeah. back and sorry, forth. Is that better? Yeah, okay. that's real good there. Sorry, sorry, I stepped in there to go to the restroom
0: for a second. Uh, okay. So so uh yeah, so like that's that's where the, the right and left break down for me. It's like you 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 say, okay, stop for a minute with the stuff let's all look at fusion for a second. And fusion would be one of the premier technologies to focus on first because it, it really does under – it's the common denominator for everything we do. You know, if you, yeah. if you fix the inner problem, you you fix a lot of human stuff right there. You take a lot of pressure out of the system. Um, so we got people doing that. And then, of course, people. the way politics are now, the way people are so nuts right now, you, you people would be like, oh, wait a minute, Lockheed Martin is in the uh, – Fusion game. Well, I don't like them. Yeah. Their defense. They're they're Republican. Yeah. You know, they're, they're they're that, which is just bullshit. They're just <laughs> <you> know, <sighs> they're just trying yeah. to be a premier science and tech company like everybody else. They want to make money being premier science and tech people. They don't, you know. I don't know. We got to cut the bullshit. That's basically what it boils down to. You got to cut the bullshit in society down a lot because it's sick.
1: Yeah, you just got to step away and go onto your astronomy field. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. That is very helpful. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. It's uh, it's, it's very, very, uh, very relaxing doing that. It's very meditative. That's the closest I've ever been to actually meditating is just chilling out and taking that in for a night and, and not, not worrying about anything else for a minute. And yeah, I hope I can be doing it again with you next week. That'd be good. Okay. That'd be great. Yeah. So, so uh, one one other little thing I wanted to ask you about, because I just, I haven't gotten around. You probably know it on top of head, but like M31 and M33, are they yeah. about about the same size as us, or are they bigger? or smaller? Well,
1: you know, there was a lot of speculation. They everybody called the Andromeda M31 the queen of the local group, meaning that it. Was the largest uh, member of what they call the local group of galaxies. Uh, However, as the population census of the the Milky Way is being, uh, uh, has been getting uh, numbers are growing. They they think that the Milky Way and and Andromeda are, are pretty much very similar size.
0: You know, yeah, it's,
1: it, it, however, M33. The reason why we have a, a harder time seeing M33 is it's not quite as large as uh, M31 or, or, or the Milky Way, but on, but it is like the third largest galaxy in this local group. So it is, it is a large galaxy in its own right, and it's slightly further away than, uh, the Andromeda galaxy, but the Andromeda is. Is is, is is bigger than uh, M33 by of a significant amount. But even then, we're talking unbelievably l- large objects. <laughs> I mean, they're actually incomprehensible at some level, you know. Yeah. But oh, definitely. Definitely. It's
0: so easy to look at a picture and um, one of these images it pops up and think, oh, okay, because and, and, that, that's almost cheating. It doesn't, because when you drill down into it, like you were saying earlier, and you get into one of those little tiny specks on the outside, the fuzzy part, uh, you actually get into like our realm, which is a star yeah,
1: with planetary right. body,
0: and the vastness of that, and it would take you, you know, six months to get to Mars and a couple of years to get to the outer planets, etc. <laughs>
1: etc.
0: Cetera, et cetera. Oh yeah, you know,
1: I, I you know, I was uh, when I was in the uh, lodge there t- talking to the other, uh, uh, well, the owner and stuff like that. I was I was trying to illustrate that you know where we sit, it takes. The sun about 240 million years to make one revolution, but where we sit in the Milky Way galaxy, that's generally most of these stars are taking 240 million years. Now you go outside toward the very edges of the solar system, and just like a, just like a hurricane, it, it they take a little bit longer, like 350 million years to make a revolution. You know, just like outside of the earth, you know. So it's not all uniform. They don't all. It's not like a record player where it's all solid and it's all moving exactly the same. There's all kinds of fluctuations and movement within the, you know, um, oscillating up and down. I mean, it's 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 making a rotation. And uh, I was figuring the other day, kind of like giving it uh an, an idea. If you had a quarter, you know. And uh, you put a quarter on the table, and you put a quarter on the two tape on the table, and you and you separate those two quarters by twenty five quarters. Well, so that's that's the, the relative size and distance these two galaxies would look if you were looking above. They're about twenty five quarters apart from each other, and take you know two hundred fifty million. And it will take approximately sixteen revolutions. For the sun, 16 times a galactic year. 16 times for Andromeda to finally merge with the uh, Milky Way. Those two are actually approaching each other. They have uh, they're, they're they're tens of millions of miles per hour racing toward each other. They're both going to merge in about four billion years. For each revolution, would take. You know, four revolutions would be a billion. So it would be like sixteen revolutions, and these two galaxies would be merging in four billion years from now. Of course, hmm. at that time, our sun will be close to being burnt out. But anyway,s that's just kind of that's just these local galaxies. Now, we were talking about all the like globular clusters when I was showing you a couple of globular clusters through the through the um, telescope. Some of these glob- globular clusters are actually older than the Milky Way itself. Some of them are like 10, ten billion years old, and they have low metal count or low, you know, in within the gas there's no very little uh, heavy metals. But these uh, these there's like 150 globular clusters that have been captured by the gravity of the Milky Way over the billions of years. So. Oh wow. Wow. So, re,
0: re, real quick on two co- things when you were saying, so the outer stars and in the Milky Way galaxy that are rotating this again that that ball in the middle of the of the flat disk record yeah the kind of visualization, those outer ones more or less three hundred and fifty million years to get one revolution around the ball. What, yeah, is, is right? A, yeah. So, so, so the last time this—if I just stare up—I'm at, at, at I'm staring right now at a shadow of the moon. Let's say there's a star way out at the far fringe edge. That guy—the last time he was there was when dinosaurs
1: roamed. Oh when yeah, that probably. Yeah. That, no, no, no. That's yeah. absolutely correct. As a matter of fact, 64 million years ago, when the when the asteroid supposedly hit the uh, Chushealoo there in the Gulf of Mexico and create—I think the, the 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 CT boundary between the Cretaceous and the, uh, the next one, I think it was Jurassic. Maybe New no, Jurassic was before that. Anyways, the, they call it the CT boundary. But, uh, that was only like one fourth of a revolution around the galaxy. 64 million years. As opposed to 240 million. So, 250 million years ago was, the, if at that same point, was the first called the Great Dying, about 97% of all species died during the permian uh extinction and th- that was one revolution ago <laughs> you know wow.
0: so, so, so 350 so 350 million uh years back i'm just trying to get my timeline here uh that actually is pre the pre-dinosaurs like when you're visualizing
1: your t-rex as yeah. dinosaurs
0: that was right. like 100 million years ago I, I, I can't remember the the numbers there is that, is yeah
1: the, the, the end of the so-called dinosaurs, the giant lizards, was about 66 million years ago. So, and okay. but so, the, the, in a billion, a billion years ago, that's when you really started getting uh, your vegetation or, or your first cells and your first uh, simple life forms. in the Permian, uh, precambrian Pre-Cambrian period, and Pre-Cambrian explosion occurred like four revol. What? Four revolutions ago, you know, four revolutions, and then you know, it took a couple more revolutions before you know, fish were made and amphibians and all that stuff. But all, yeah. really, <clears throat> life on this planet's only been <clears throat> on it for well, they say the the Earth is like 4.3 billion years old or 4.6 billion years old, so. Yeah. More than three billion of those years, there wasn't any life on the planet. You know.
0: Yeah, maybe not even even water. Maybe we, I mean it's hard to speculate, but maybe that yeah. maybe hadn't even gotten to a water phase yet. I, I no, don't you're know.
1: right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It uh, most of that water was uh, brought forth later uh, as the Earth formed and, 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 and transfer trans uh, what's the word transformed from a prior. I mean, there was an evolutionary process with all the gases and all the uh, all the chemicals and everything that was, and getting bombarded with the gamma rays, and and you're know, breaking down the elements and breaking down, uh, you know, into sub smaller uh, energy units. Photosynthesis photosynthesis came later, which helped really transform the oxygen and all that, and uh, release all that into the atmosphere. Yeah, I think we were mostly. Hydrogen sulfide and methane were the original gases, I guess, on the planet. Mm-hmm.
0: And, w- and when do you think the photosynthesis was? You b- around a billion years ago? Or you think it was like more like 500 million years ago? Was the-
1: yeah, I think it was more like 500 million year- years ago. Maybe wow. 350 million years ago. I'd have to. I'd have to see. I'd have to Google it up. But those uh, facts. Yeah. No that's yeah. You know,
0: yeah, that, that's, that's almost kind of like we, when we started the conversation of having this baseline perspective. So, uh, yeah, even the stuff here on planet Earth, when you really look at the timeline, it's all brand new. Especially when yeah. you get into the more complicated life, you're probably only talking about the last 10% of the timeline. 'Cause the other ninety percent of the timeline was just a, a proto state, you know, gases or maybe getting to water, liquids, maybe getting to simple cell, but you didn't get anything complicated until certainly not earlier than a billion years ago, and more, more likely five hundred million years ago, which puts you like I guess it's hard it's hard to juggle the numbers around like that, but it's it's just not it's just yesterday, so to speak. It really yeah. is uh
1: You know, I I,
0: I feel like so many of our current problems can be solved if everybody on the planet would let go of things and just reflect on that for five seconds a day. Just be like, do the astronomical little, like, reminder or flashback, and then planet Earth flashback. Like, those two core things, because then if you do the planet Earth, you ultimately get to, okay, dinosaurs died 60 million years, 70 million years ago, and then eventually you have uh Humans form, and then more or less get to a, get to a point where we do anything resembling modern civilization and modern humans, like 20,000 yeah. years ago or twenty five thousand years ago, which is nothing when you make. We're it, we're it, no, it time, I, mean. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's,
1: uh,
0: it's
1: just an instant, you know. I mean, just an yeah, instant before. It, just an instant on recorded history. Just the fact that we just started recording and and documenting what was being going on is so is such a new you know new occurrence on the planet. I mean, you know, where they're just starting to oh put pictures on the cave wall and they, they and you had and now we can compound yesterday's learning and keep it as an archive, which no other species really has ever done, you know? No. No, not
0: that we we've been able to find Don't get around here. And, uh, Literally,
1: every footstep is uh, on the has been uh, brought forward by walking on the shoulders of giants before us. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know. I think that's
0: again. I'm trying to get at something here, and I hope you you enjoy doing these talks because I like keeping the theme mostly with the science and the perspective. Um, and it ju- it just helps when you're doing this with somebody else instead of just
1: talking about it to yourself. Yeah. But, oh, okay. Yeah, I know what you mean.
0: Yeah, it does. It just it just helps kind of flesh it out in a little bit different way, and 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 now we're you know kind of preserving this down uh, by putting it on tape, and you know it's good. I think it's a good way for people to kind of get excited about science and and get thinking about this sort of thing. But um, what I was going to what I was going to refer to is you have. Oh, I lost my train of thought for a minute. I'm sorry. Uh
1: no, I did just um, look at uh, the, the it says here three point four billion years ago when they first think that photosynthesis may have began uh three point four billion so that's about a billion and a half after the earth was uh formed before okay. and then it 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 was the main source of oxygen in the atmosphere is the oxygen uh, photosynthesis, and at first appearance is referred to as the oxygen catastrophe. So, photosynthesis is really what caused uh, most of your oxygen, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Was, of
1: course... It, it, huh.
0: So, that, yeah, that moves the timeline back. So, okay, so planets five, five billion years.
1: But so it
0: you yeah, and it, see that's another thing that gets a little tricky too. When in my mind, when I'm really thinking about it out loud, is that it didn't just all of a sudden become this this ball thing at, at the five billion mark. Of course, it probably had to spend a billion or two billion years and I, I, guys circling and getting excited to getting to know each other better and just like, yeah, let's get married. And then it becomes coalesced into this thing that would be recognizable as a planet. <laughs> So there's probably probably there's a proto Earth phase too for a while. Um, yeah, I think it's like I what I was going to get at was like if if uh, if humans, youngsters in particular, started out with this, as David Christian calls it, a big history perspective first before they get into any studying of a subject or. Um, a discipline or a fucking degree or anything like that. And you start out with that big history timeline perspective. Because that gets you the, first of all, the philosophy, right? Because, I mean, just conceptualizing and throwing it out on a pizza thing is a human consciousness philosophical issue, you know, kind of, you could argue that. And then you get into the astrophysics and the astronomy of it. And then at some point you get into the physics. And then you get into the chemistry. And then ultimately you get into the biology and then you yeah. get into the evolution, and then you get into where we're at now. And, yeah. and you can, and, and instead of people being afraid of, oh, I'm not good enough, or I'm not smart enough, it, what if we had this awakening of human consciousness like being like, well, shit, the best of the best just started doing this. And yes. maybe my mentality should not be like, I'm trying to get into MIT. Maybe my mentality should be like, you know what, I can take care of myself. I can treat myself a certain way so that I have the confidence and strength and health to reverse engineer anything. I can figure out anything if another human has figured it out already. You know, and yeah. you have that general that general net over yourself first. You know, that, that let that type of thing be your constraining thing as opposed to saying, Oh, I didn't get straight A's in school, so I can't go to MIT, so I can't be an engineer or a scientist. You know, that, that kind yeah. of where we're stuck now. That's part of the mud and bullshit that we're in right now. It's like I would even argue this, Manny. The reason like 787s got grounded and the 737 got grounded is because we've filtered out most of humanity from the engineering trades now. We've only got a certain personality type in those fields now because of how we've done this the last – really last 50, 100 years. Uh, and we've lost we, – we we lost a huge chunk of our weirdos in the business that were asking, like, why the fuck are we doing it that way? Or that's too complicated. Or that's not a good idea. Or this, that, the other. Yeah. We got we – got, Everybody's on the same sheet of music now, which I think is bad because it gets the designs become clunky and overcomplicated and dangerous.
1: Yeah, you know, I, you know, I, that's a, that's a very good point that leads me up to like that that tragedy on uh, I think it was the Gemini. I can't remember which Gemini mission it was, but sixty seven or six, 65, maybe sixty six, where you know they they filled these capsules up with pure oxygen. And it's like they knew that pure oxygen was combustible, but yet they they pumped it into the capsule, and everything is electronic, and a spark oh. occurred, and then you know they couldn't get out, and they, these 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 astronauts were dead. They they overthought they they overthought in such a, a simple. Thing that you're you're taught, it's like, how did they make this freaking mistake? Even today, I think to myself, how, how can these people, you know, with the brightest minds, do some stupid stuff? Oh yeah, oh yeah,
0: it, it's very much part of of um, a discussion that needs to take place, and it, I, I put it in a blanket category of let's cut the bullshit across the board. But the last employer I had. Was an extreme example of this, in my opinion, and I don't think they're the only one, so I'm not picking on them. But yeah. I got a glimpse to I got a glimpse at a big engineering shop. You know, somebody that's got a big multinational footprint. They engineer on a globalized scale, meaning like your configuration file, something at Railcom that we did in house. You know, my, yeah. my local employer was a thirty employee. We did everything in house and did it ourselves, and you had to figure it out we weren't allowed to touch it in this model. This model it was done in Bangalore, India. They did software and they did configuration files and then another group did this and then you get a module coming from Italy and everybody's got their hand in the pot. And long story short, what I saw at this one, you know, quote-unquote premier, you know, fancy logo, fancy website, fancy big contract company was a fucking mess. And I bet you that is exactly like all these other companies that we think are so great today. And what it is is like you so so they get a they get a job. I gotta be a little vague here because I don't want to get sued. Yeah, <laughs> they make you sign right. when you leave. <laughs> uh, so we had the system, and the price tag was about a hundred million dollars. And because I came from such a, another extreme of a related business, I came into it. And I'm like, well, wait a minute, this is just uh, basically a giant rail yard, and it's ten little buildings with some equipment in them. Like, why is this taking – and it took six – we We're on year six, going into year seven, it's still not out of the manufacturing site, and up in the Canada's where the manufacturing is. It's definitely not even close to being deployed and turned on. Uh-huh. And, and my point is, is like, I'm not even going to get into the politics of it, like the disgusting bleeding of taxpayer money and that people, consultancy groups get rich, and this company gets rich at the top, and this, that, and the other – uh the, never mind all that. I, I, what I concerned me the most is the bullshit. Like, the, the, they can't get a simple thing done in a reasonable time, yeah. time and, and a budget. And I think it's because that we did. We had this global army of engineers that all went to the best engineering schools in India and the best engineering schools in Canada the best engineering schools in the United States. And then they come in here, and no one's got their arm around it anymore. It's all fragmented all over the place, and everybody's yeah. got their two – and so designs become overly complicated – Disgustingly cumbersome, and when you try to be the guy going in there because you're like supposed to explain this to the customer, it, it, that was kind of what my little small part of the universe was. And you got your own boss saying, "Well, you're going too far in the weeds. You don't need need to know how that works." And I'm like, "Well, wait a minute. How am I going to explain to somebody how to how to maintain this in the middle of the night if I don't myself know how it works?" And then yeah. when I go into that pool, Manny, I realize it's so fucking overly complicated that no human <laughs> can really ever get to the bottom of all of it. So it's, it's,
1: well, it's okay. okay.
0: If you translate that model of thinking into an airplane or something like that, it becomes a fucking dangerous thing. Like this thing's on the ground. Like the worst thing can happen is yeah. if a light doesn't come on or something like that, or right. you know, our or snowmelter stays stuck on in the middle of the night or something like that. But like, uh, but, but my point is, it was a testament to me. Like this is how broken we are. It's like, yeah, we still get shit done. At the end of the day, this thing will eventually will get cut over. But it, it doesn't. It doesn't reek of kicking ass. It doesn't reek of getting things done. Right. It, 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 I think you've deprived humanity out of doing things better and faster and cheaper because you've you've said that so many can't play this game because they didn't go to the right school and it you know just all reeks of this big smile smoking pile of shit that we've got to get through if we're going to get to the other side you know.
1: I remember when I you know just to give you kind of an idea when we when uh, it, at the place I work where you and I work with we had. Uh, like five different managers at one time, supervisors, and we're all trying to sit back there, trying to figure out wh- wh- how we're going to move forward. And I, I was like tired after so many meetings and so much nothing getting done that we were wasting our time. I looked out, I just stood up, I said, look, this is not going to be by committee. I'm going to tell you how it's done. This is the way it's going to be done. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, but you, 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 you can't get stuff it, nothing moves forward unless some some you, you you have to tie it all together. You know. Yes, that's yeah, and, that, and that's leadership,
0: and that's become very unfashionable right now. Like, like people are, um, I, I don't know. It seems like the whole planet is gravitating towards weird versions of that. Like like on some hand, you got you got like the 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 the, the, the and the weird old dictator mean guys showing up and. and <laughs> And then the other side you kind of get this in this ungodly bureaucracy just full of shit all the time. And nothing else is done. I know. It's
1: like, I know.
0: They're both terrible. <laughs> they're both terrible. I, I guarantee you you pull a Duperte into a room and you try to talk big history with him, he's gonna look at like you like you're fucking stupid. And if you offend him enough, like you get like on the, on the on the level, he'll he'll do you like they did Socrates. they will be like, "I'm going to kill that motherfucker because he just made me look yeah. dumb in front of in front of that girl."
1: Right, <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm overly simplifying a little bit, but not much. Yeah, you know, he's too busy going after whatever the the soup de jour is. I think he's he's on drug dealers right now. So he's he's doing yeah. what we did for thirty years. You know, he's going to go kill all the drug dealers. So okay, I'm, that, I'm sure that's useful. You know. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, but, yeah, but, but, but like, with, with my kid, with the big history, I kind of want to start there. And, and like, I yeah. tried to figure out a way to print it. They've got this graphic out that's actually pretty sweet, that, that, that uh, David Christian's group. He calls it the big project, big history project, I think is what he calls it. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm seeing, like, here, school started today, and you've got lots of parents that have a lot of anxiety about, the um, really mostly it's coming from the inconvenience of the way they're doing school this year because there's like a hybrid. Yeah. They go a couple of days and they're, they're, then they're then they're home and doing this online stuff, and they're right. all making themselves crazy. And, and I'm thinking about myself, I'm not playing any of that game. Like I, like I'm literally think that the institution has become so bloated and so out of touch with anything relevant that it can't even look. In, they, they don't know who David Christian is. They, they don't care about Big History Project. That's not <laughs> that's not in the committee meeting. <laughs> You know, right. Yeah. And I and I just think, I look at it, and I'm, like Kristen had a little bit of anxiety last night because she went for a walk with the kids. And I was taking a nap after the, the nuclear power plant example late afternoon. I was crashed out for a minute. And uh-huh. she took them around, and the neighbors are all getting, you know, they're all talking about school starting tomorrow and this, that, and the other. And Kristen had for a minute, she's like, God, oh, a little tiny bit sad because the, the twins would have been in the same class as the two neighbors. And I look at her and I'm like, honey, I, I gotta be honest, with you. There's nothing about any of it that I want anything to do with anymore. I mean, for one, the schedule blows. The kids have to get up at like six this year for those new schedule they're doing.
1: Um, oh. Okay. And and I,
0: and I know people think that's great, but it's not great when you run a house the way I'm where we all play and have fun and we live life to the fullest, yeah. the last drop, yeah. right? And, and that doesn't put you in bed at eight o'clock at night. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's yeah. Done. You, know it's, you know, we're not up all night, but you know, we're not going to. To get up at six is a major change in our household, and that that doesn't work for Daddy as much. So, you know, and and uh, you know, meanwhile, I'm not fretting about any of it. I'm like, you know, yesterday we did nuclear power. My kid met a guy who maintains all the sirens, including Three Mile Island, by the way. We met oh, a, okay. Guy. Yeah, he was in a bucket truck ma- maintaining a siren, and Jacob's like, "Hey, yeah, can we talk to him for a minute?" And we pull over and start talking to him, and we hit the jackpot. This dude's named Mike. He lives about an hour and a half from here, down okay. in Cornell, where they actually were also. And uh um, oh, okay. told me, yeah, it was super cool. He's like, yeah, I had maintained all 96 for Ganae here in Rochester and all 40 of the sirens out in Oswego at that plant. And he goes, then I travel. I travel a lot. He goes, I travel for the ones at Three Mile Island, and there's another one in Pennsylvania he maintains. There's four total he maintains. I'm like, Jesus. Okay. Yep. And uh, they work on CB, by the way. They send a CB signal, so it's wireless.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, I didn't know that until yesterday. I, I thought it was a – I figured it was a closed-circuit telephone hard-wired hard yeah. thing. He was like, no, this is about they just tone up like a DTMF type thing. They just tone it up on the CB, and it gets to it wirelessly and fires off the sirens.
1: Okay. That's yeah. interesting.
0: Yeah. So, you know, we're talking about we meet this guy, so we get, like, the real, like, jobs, like – Okay, Jacob, you're into sirens. That led me, that allowed me a gap to show you about nuclear power and physics, and start talking about that a little bit. And then yeah. we meet a, a real human in a bucket truck, with, who's got ripped muscles. You know, he's looks happy. He's working by himself. He's not sitting in a fucking meeting somewhere. And this is like a real job you could get doing, doing something you actually care about. And you don't yeah. have, you, you buy into the entire system of bullshit. <laughs>
1: <You know? laughs>
0: just, just don't even get near it. Nobody's bullying you in class. Nobody's telling you. Like, my sister, yeah, I'll, I'll, cut, I'll cut myself off here in a second, too, because I'm yammering, but my sister, by contrast, you know, she's in a totally different socioeconomic realm than I have. She's done very, very well, at blah, 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 and, you know, she's big on her kids going to school. She's like, oh, I could never homeschool. She, for one, she's she's self-employed, so she wouldn't want to deal with having a home in her space. Anyways, yeah. She's one of these parents that wants them out of the house during those hours because she needs to work. That's fine. But. She and and they live at a pretty high level, you know. They they've you know, nice yeah. place, nice gated community, all night. And so uh, she's talking about Peyton, uh, her her son, last week, and she's like, yeah, his friends are giving him shit at school about he doesn't have this or he doesn't have that. It's like, and so so the the thing is, and she was like, I don't I don't care, I'm not playing the game. But the fact is, it affects a kid. And here he is at a high level, who's got all the shit you could ever want. But it's never good enough because he's in this school crammed in this building with these other jugheads all day long. And this is the kind of distortion and shit that just pulls humans apart. And now you're worried that yeah. he said this about you. And you know, I mean, it, to me, it's just all noise and bullshit. And just like I just do not deal with any of it right now. And, you know, again, by putting this on tape, when I'm talking about it out loud in public, like I want Americans to not fear doing that. And, and people, some people are calling yeah. it unschooling. It, call it whatever you want to call it, but like literally cut the cord. Don't just don't play that anymore. And and yeah. in the next election cycle next election cycle, let's talk about getting that bill off the taxpayers back since since everybody else gets passed and we can bail out GM and do all this stuff. Let's bail off the American taxpayer and they don't pay the school tax bill anymore. that would yeah. give me about oh, four hundred dollars more a month in my house. I probably could use right. that money. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I
1: mean,
0: you know, and if more people are emboldened to educate themselves and like do the big history and, like, figure, like, kind of try to have this conversation and find a life in science or engineering and, like, not putting up with the gauntlet and the gatekeeper bullshit that's holding us back, then then maybe the footprint and the cost shrinks in half or less so that the federal yeah. government or some other funding agency or philanthroper, uh, whatever that word is, maybe somebody else could fund private schools for people who literally need the daycare service or want yeah. to do that. You know, you don't kill it all completely, but most people are like, you know what? I, I don't need to do that. I don't want the noise. I don't want the bullshit. I don't want the indoctrination. I don't yeah. want the, the the possibility of coronavirus, whatever it's going to be. I just don't want to deal with it. I want to do it. I can do it better, faster, cheaper myself.
1: Right. Yep. You know.
0: uh, well, Manny, thank you for doing another one of these science. I call them sci science oh, it's been Fridays a with Manny.
1: It's been okay. a pleasure.
0: I feel like we just tipped the tip of the, the iceberg. You tell me. I'm open for suggestions, like how we could pick a topic. We could we could stick with fusion because what I, what I was hoping to do is uncover some experts on the field.
1: Oh yeah. And, okay. You know,
0: have have them chime in and talk or do an interview, in the, uh, you know, privately or through email, and maybe we could discuss that. You know, kind of do that kind of approach. Uh, uh, you know, that, that, yeah, I I, that
1: I, you know, I was sitting back. Uh, I was uh, I, I, there's so much to go over on so many different subjects. But one of the things that uh, I was thinking about is maybe down the road talking about just health issues. Uh, I was I was trying to I might have told you about some of this, but my 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 sister's uh, son has diabetes, and and I have touched with it. But uh, that's a subject I, I wouldn't mind talking about because. Th- that is a, something that is, uh, is, I wouldn't say it's totally fixable because people have genetic issues and stuff like that, but there's a lot of help out there and, uh, with diabetes. It's just, this totally, you know, no one's really addressing, you know, except for maybe the, the pharmaceutical companies, but that's, uh, that's the part of the problem, so.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely let's to it because that's a great one to talk about. It's, it, that's the type of thing I overlook and why I'm really, really, really blessed that you kind of want to engage on, in a science talk on, on a regular basis because you, you do know a lot of these science stubs. Like like when you were talking earlier about the galaxies and stuff like this, you, you have all this stuff that you've packed away that we can unpack and get it out into the world. And nutrition is something – actually, I'm so glad you brought that up – I'm struggling with that now, too, because I'm in my late 40s,
1: right?
0: and and I feel like my diet, just a habitual diet, I'm not an overeater, I don't particularly crave sugar, I drink very right. modest alcohol, you know, that's, a, that's the only, I think, really bad, that and potato chips are probably my two worst centers, if you will, and the occasional french fries, you know, yeah. but, but I, I feel like I'm on the edge, Manny, of, like, needing yeah. to change, because I just feel, you know, like, I feel, like, a little bloated, or, like a little sluggish, a little – I feel like I'm right right, playing with fire, like I'm right on the edge. And what I've noticed about a lot of people, especially like through the people I've met in the music community, um, a lot of my friends uh, in that world, not all, but a lot of them have gotten huge. And I, yeah. I think I'm noticing a trend. It's, it's, either, it's either something in the diet or something with the stress. I want to lay that out there because it may be stress also that's creating cortisol or something like that in our system.
1: Yes, you're right. Some drinking,
0: yep. plus, plus some alcohol, but it causes people to get big and uncomfortably big to the point where I do think it's a serious quality of life issue. Because I, I feel like I'm on the edge of it myself. Like I'm. Yeah, I'm well, working,
1: you know,
0: but then I don't. You know.
1: <laughs> no, I, uh, I I I I I I I agree with you. You remember a guy named, on the M and A named Greg Deckert? I don't know the yeah. engineer conductor. I, I,
0: I didn't know him intimately, but I, I do remember that name absolutely.
1: Uh, he's, uh, he's had some issues with diabetes and I, I, I'm, I'm fearful that he's beyond help, you know, uh, when I listen to him and I try to talk to him. But, uh, you know, he's, he's a dire situation and, and, and problem is so much of society has got to the point where they're broken before they, they're, they're beyond repair. You know, I mean, like, you know, they're, they, they they shouldn't, they're warning signs Years ahead of time before they get to the point where there's nothing that can be done, you know. So, you know, we need more tests. But I, I thought we'd, we'd save that subject for for another time. But uh, let's definitely let's definitely do it. I, I got to
0: go wrap it up too. But uh, at Manning, I couldn't pick a better one. And and then I, I originally called this Science Friday. So I, we'll see if we get get the the uh, taste for doing it as early as this Friday or we can do it next Friday. But let's definitely get in that subject. Just get the pool on that because I need to know too. And and I want people to know, and I want to, you know, I want to get on that soapbox. I think there's probably some minor tweaks and some awareness things that we can uncover that are real, right. that don't involve drugs, don't involve expensive doctors, and it would make a big difference. And I myself need to get on that. So yeah, man, fuck yeah, let's do it.
1: Uh yeah, Friday. This Friday is going to be a very difficult day because I got babysit and then I got to pack everything for my trip, and because oh, we're okay. going to be looting on Saturday. But That's uh, right. uh, Sunday, if Sunday evening work for you or Monday morning, maybe would Sunday be better. Sunday evening
0: could definitely work. If you've got reception at that lodge and you and you could get a signal um, on your phone, because I remember you saying there was a little bit of, yeah, absolutely. Sunday night could definitely work. Around 8 p.m. Eastern usually is a great time for me. The kids are semi-settled by then. Um What okay. when I do when they're not quiet I just go hide in truck in the driveway.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think I got uh, uh I might have cell service on the hill. Um I will I will let you know if I can get cell service, but I they, okay. I do if I got internet, sometimes I can do internet dialing on the on the on the Wi-Fi up there, but uh okay. I don't know okay. if that if, if that works for you or not, but I, I think I can get I, on the internet uh but i don't I don't have any cell service up there. I got change from uh I got change from a t and t to uh Verizon up there. They don't have any a t g up there
0: oh uh, okay, okay well yeah, well yeah let's we'll give it a try if we can get it in great, but yeah let's let's definitely throw that shrimp on the barbecue because yeah, I know there's some people Ooh. here in my in my circle here that could definitely benefit from that and my, myself included and my wife you know and yeah, get people educated about it before it gets to become catastrophic and, and really affects your health. And, and people die from this. I mean, this is like literally quality of life and death stuff, you know? Yeah. So. Yep. Heck yeah, man. All right, man. I love you,
1: brother. Well, I love take- You take care, Jerry. All eight. right. Man, thank you so much. All right. Bye. Bye.